How we doing, boys and girls? And welcome to St. Louis Organic Presents Who's to Blame the Podcast. We are now at episode 507. I hope everyone is doing well on this magnificent version of Way Back Wednesday edition of the show. How's everyone doing today? Still can't believe that we're still saying Happy New Year. It is 2023, if it's your first time tuning in. Thank you so much. Again, shout out to all the sponsors of the show. Really do appreciate it all. Take advantage of them. Do yourself a favor and visit the website today at DreMontez.com. Or you can follow us on social media. We have a page, Who's to Blame? Instagram, Who's to Blame? The podcast, Twitter, at W2B. Dre Montez, YouTube Dre Montez as well. You can also go ahead and scan that QR code right there that'll take you right to the website. It's that time of year where people are making decisions on moving. Take advantage of today. St. Louis Best Moving Company right there for you. Taking care of all your needs. Reach on out to them today and let them know that Dre Montez sent you and they would take care of you today. Rico and the crew. How's everyone doing today? And again, welcome to the show. High fives all in the building. Chest bump. Let's hug it out. Sometimes those hugs really hit the spot, you know? They really do hit the spot for sure. If you celebrate the birthday today, happy birthday to you. Shout out to my homie, my man, my dude, Mark Menden. Happy birthday to you. My brother, Paul Massenbird, or Pete, what's up, big dog? If you're celebrating a birthday today, again, happy birthday to you. Maybe you're celebrating a work anniversary or maybe a wedding anniversary. Congratulations to you. If you had a kid this new year, congratulations to the new parents. If you're recently engaged, congratulations to you. Or maybe your relationship became official. I'm not talking just social media posting, but you introduced each other to everybody that means a lot to you both, and it seems to be going well. Congratulations with that. For the ones out there that are still searching, hey, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There's a lid out there for everyone. I heard that in a movie. There's a lid out there for everyone, so don't give up on you or yourself or this version of thing that we call love in sharing this open space with somebody for the ones that are out there that apply to this. Now, you ones out there that are being greedy when you got two, three, four, five, six people, stop it. But to the rest of you, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Well, I think we learned a valuable lesson this past college football season, as well as this past bowl season in a national championship. Congratulations to UGA. University of Georgia, my good friend Cassie Joe, congratulations to all the UGA fans out there. But it seems as though every year we do this, since the days of the BCS to now where we're at with the college football playoff system, it seems right after the championship game, we get into the what-if conversation again. What if? We're not in that scenario before then, but we always try to push it there. No matter how the game turns out, I don't think anyone is going to be satisfied, even if their team wins. 
And as a Florida football Gator fan, I appreciated our back-to-back championship. I appreciate that Tim Tebow is in the College Football Hall of Fame now. But as it goes on now, we know Bama was the king of the dog when it comes to the College Football Championship. We know all of that. We know what Ugga, we know what Clemson has tried to do. Auburn maybe has been in that mix. Even Oklahoma has been in that mix before. But to the point that we're at now, that following that following day, which is Tuesday, we always get to the conversation of the what if. What if Bama could have got in? It wasn't fair that TCU got in the fact they lost to Kansas State. Should that have been the best matchup? They got the playoff tree wrong. Should that have been the first matchup? Those are the whole of the conversations I've been hearing since the game ended at 65 to 7. But who's to blame? Here's what I think it came down to. I think it came down to recruiting versus transfer portal. If you look at what Bama and Georgia and the SEC has done, they have done a great job at what, kids? Recruiting. That's been one of the preaching platforms in college football since I've been a fan. You got to know how to recruit. Now, back in the day, of course, there was a bag up under the bridge. You grease it. You grease some palms over here. You get to know the car dealership. You know, you put a kid in an apartment complex. We know all those stories. But where we're we at now, the changing of the time, the changing of the guard, so to speak, I think this matchup really came down to the SEC is really that damn good. And recruiting is really important when you're trying to build a brand establish a dynasty don't get me wrong the transfer portal it can be valuable to certain programs it was very valuable to tcu but coaching also played a good key in that too but when you get down to his purest form for kirby to have that message we're gonna hunt this team to have that mentality and to have the other fan base barking at tcu coming out of the tunnel to start the game, they couldn't get it out of their head. That recruiting pay, you're building, you get a better chance to pick what you want. You get to read the, uh, their skill set. That one-on-one, does it fit the mode of the program? Not right away. We've heard stories about running backs to leave due to the fact they're not going to get a chance to play there. We get that. But when you go to a school, you know there's a line and you're willing to wait in that line. That's a beautiful story. That's what Ugga is at to me when it comes to the recruiting process. I've nicknamed Ugga as running back you by committee. What they have coming up in the next three recruiting classes at the running back position. We already knew what they could do defensively. We know what that offensive line has done in the past. But this running back by committee, what they have coming, the state of Georgia is on to something. Them football programs are on to something right now. I'm telling you, keep it going and keep it up. Now, the transfer portal, I think it's more of a short live than an extenuating factor in building a dynasty. I don't think you can say, hey, I'm going to compete in a college football playoff system for the next four years based on transfer portal. No. No, no. Now, if you can recognize the talent you have coming in based on what left that you only have one year with, okay, we, we can go from there. 
but that's still recruiting to me is the number one thing that you can do in college football. If you can recruit well, you can do damn good if you can do that well. To all the recruiters out there doing their job, keep that up. But that's what I observed in this college football championship game between TCU and UGA. Yeah, the score, 65-7, to I get it. That's not what anybody expected. Hell, I, I wanted a shocker just to shake up college football, just to give it that pushback. But in the end, it all proves relevant that the SEC is top dog. That's it, hands down. Hands down. And I think the committee, I thought they learned a lesson the last time they went down this road. Remember when Hawaii played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl? That didn't go well. Just because you win the Heisman or in the top two of the Heisman doesn't mean you're ready about that action. I do believe that the long break has a lot to do with it. I wish there was a way to shorten the break from the end of college regular football season into bowl season into the playoff tree. I wish it was a shorter distance to that or a path to that. I really do. I wish it was a little bit more close. It's spread out too much. There's too much going on. They forget plays. They, they forget all kind of things. They go home, unha unhealthy eating habits, all that factors in to the college football playoff tree to me. But still, what a hell of a season and hell of a game, even though the score, the game was up with in the second quarter. I didn't say halftime. I said second quarter. And Stetson Bennett, we already know the movie's coming. We don't know if it's going to prime. Disney. Hallmark, ESPN 30 for 30, or if we're going to Hulu. We, we don't know what the story of this young man is going at, but wow, what an incredible story. This is not beyond giving up or fighting what you believe in, or I'm going to go to that school no matter what. This young man had a plan. Had a plan. And it worked out in his honor. I still don't know how long... How he was able to stay in school this long, I don't know if he had a medical red shirt, but it's incredible how long he stayed in school. Now, there is a college football player that's is going to his eighth season, but he had two torn ACLs, so I can understand that. But I don't recall Mr. Stetson Bennett having one. But what a win and what a career he had at other. More to come. All right. We talked about recruiting versus the transfer portal, if you just missed that. Again, if you're just tuning in, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast at. Well, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple, wherever you get your favorite podcast at. Anchor as well. Just type in Who's to Blame, and it'll get you caught up on our latest episode. There's big things going on this weekend with the NFL playoff system. But what I'm really concerned about is Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Fields. The injury factor that's going on with Lamar Jackson, I'm starting to question this. Who's to blame? Does the NFL get mad when you represent yourself and you don't go with an agent? Because I'm wondering. I think the NFL, of all the major sports, I think they're the only ones that have a real issue for players that represent themselves. And that's what's going on with Lamar Action Jackson and the injury and the fact that he gambled on himself. Will Lamar Jackson be a Baltimore football Raven next year? Tua, 
the concern here comes up, does the NFL really care about its players? What happened to Tua this year, he's had four concussions this year. One looked very horrible on national TV. They've had a doctor that was fired, team physician was fired due to the protocol that went on with Tua. If the NFL really cares about his players, I don't think Tua should be playing in the playoffs. Now, I know the Dolphins need Tua with the projectile winning percentage if he's a starting quarterback. I get that. But if it's about health, Tua shouldn't play. Justin Fields, quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Interesting story going on here. Due to what happened with the Houston Texans and the way they finished, they won the game. Lovey said, hell no, y'all not getting that number one pick. Well, the Bears have the number one pick. There's actually a conversation going on right now. Should the Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears trade that number one draft pick for Justin Fields and go and get the Ohio State quarterback? The reward for winning, the consequences of winning, and the decisions on winning are out there in the NFL when it comes to these three guys. With Lamar Action Jackson, I think the NFL gets in their feelings when players represent themselves. But Lamar is in a situation where he gambled on himself. They could franchise tag him, but he just wants his share of what the kids call the bag. In the Tua situation, they're really at a point right now they're making a decision, should Tua be quarterbacking in that wild card game? I don't think so. The health, and I know the old sports mentality, I'm going to get in here and help my team and do what I got to do. You know, that sounds good in Disney movies, made for TV sports movies, ABC after school special. But when it's you, I don't know. I don't know. And the Bears really want to trade Justin Fields for the number one. They want to trade the number one draft pick or trade Justin Fields. They're really in that situation right now. And I didn't see the Bears coming that way, the way they played in games, not the way they finish. That's more dictation and obvious questions on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to the Bears. Were they making the right decisions with his skill set? That being Justin Fields. Interesting minds want to know here on Who's to Blame, the podcast. I'm your boy, Dre Montez, and we're going to take a short little break here and have a word from our sponsor at Mount Man Scrub. Get your scrub on today with Mount Man Scrub. Be right back. Smoke them if you got them. All right, good people. Welcome back to St. Louis Organics Presents. Who's to Blame, the podcast. I'm your host, Dre Montez. Hope everyone is doing well. If you tune in a little late to the video portion of the show, recruiting versus the transfer portal is what I'm basing my whole synopsis on the national championship. Just looking at that game, 65 to 7. And I've watched the game again. I watched it again this morning. And just looking at it from a different angle, I'm convinced that recruiting won this one. 
and I'm convinced that the SEC is just as strong as we all said. We know statistically they put the most players in NFL, time in and time out, each and every NFL draft. Next up, we talked a little bit about Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Fields. The injury situation and gambling on yourself with Lamar Jackson is going through. Does Baltimore need him to win this game? He hasn't practiced in over six weeks. We're five weeks. And the narrative and the conversation and the verbiage coming out of hardball doesn't sound like they're on the same page. Tua, should Tua play or not? I don't think he should play no more this year. And the Justin Fields, since the Chicago Bears have the number one draft pick, they're thinking about trading Justin Fields and grabbing a quarterback with that number one draft pick. <laughs> Interesting things going in NFL when it comes to winning. In this short version of 2023, not a New Year's resolution, but looking at yourself, your situation, people around you, is it time for you to change up things to affect you in a more positive way? Is it is it time to change things up? Maybe you should feng shui your apartment. You know, is it time to get a new vehicle? Is it time to move to a new neighborhood? Speak to neighbors you haven't spoke to before. Step outside of the box. Is it time to change things up? Because I think we all go through it. You go through when you get your first job in high school, I do believe. You go through a little change right there. You got a check with your name on it. You open up a bank account. You're changing things up. You get a car. Different there with your education. Don't know if you're going to college or not. If you leave home, it's time to change things up a little bit. Then you get in that workplace. You're learning how to be two different people. You can't be who you are at work. You have to jump into another costume at work. You got to learn that phase of your life. Then you get to the point where you can actually be you. But we're at a time right now. Is that really a good thing to be you? Can you truly and honestly be you today in 2023? Or is it making you question it more? Maybe I should change things up. I'm not talking about changing banks, breaking up with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever your partner may be. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the cycle of learning, the cycle of moving forward, and the cycle of getting more acclimated with today's understanding. Because the times won't change. I think it's up to the people to change things up, to make it more... I guess, greetable. But you come to that point at a crossroad where you really do that think back, you look up in the sky and you're looking for answers, but you're really contemplating on the change up situation. Like, how do I want to do this change up? I want to do this change up the right way. Again, nothing drastic, but just little bitty things. Maybe a hairstyle, maybe a hair color. Maybe a wardrobe shift. In my days of radio, we had a guy and a young lady come on. It did a whole segment on changing up your wardrobe. You know how people do spring cleaning of that nature and they redecorate their house to fit the season that we're in. Well, people do that for their clothing line as well. And I remember when I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, I was like, wow, it's not as expensive as you think. Depending on your lifestyle and your color, if you want to change up your, your wardrobe, changing up the times, 
But it just makes me think how many times in a life cycle, let's say we're here for 75 years. How many times you think a person of the age of 75 years old has used that phrase or coined that term? I'm going to change things up. It's time for me to change it up a little bit. Because there's no way we're the first to ever think of these things, some of these things that come up. You know, for instance, here in his way back Wednesday, the wingman. I'm quite sure that phrase was used eons ago, but it kind of lost its way like it has today. The wingman has kind of lost its way, its luster like it has. I blame that on social media. Social media has been fun for the right things, but for the things we missed, they kind of took it away. It took away the, the meet and greet, the face to face. I talk to people on a daily basis that tell me that strangers actually inbox them. They've never met and say, hey, you want to grab a drink? Who does that? What happens to the initial contact? I mean, you can FaceTime now. But just typing words and emojis. And there are people that prefer the one-on-one -on -one be that way. Well, I've been talking to this person for three weeks. Well, have you met yet? No, we just talk online. How do you? But that's changing things up. That's changing things up. And depending on where you are in your lifestyle, it makes you contemplate even more that thought process of changing things up. Oh, man, goodness. It just makes you really think about things sometimes. It really does. Especially at the new year. We get to reflecting not just in December, not in November. I think it happens Every damn month, a new month, a new day, a new week comes in. I think at some point we reflect on what happened in yesteryear or last week or yesterday. We're always reflecting and it doesn't really help. You know, even a good reflections won't match up to where we're at today because we're trying to get back to that moment. And is that fair at the moment that we're in? Oh, it makes you think sometimes, doesn't it? Well, I tell you what, kids, it's been fun chatting with you today. It's been another fun-filled episode of Who's to Blame, the podcast. Again, thank you for liking, sharing, and commenting on the show. I definitely, definitely do appreciate it. Oh, some folks out here, new adult dating, chat-free. No, I'm good on that. Thanks for posting that. I appreciate that, but no, I'm good on that. <laughs> it's one of those things, too, right there. But again, thank you guys for tuning in so much, and thank you to our title sponsor, St. Louis Organics. You can check them out. Located at 8088 Watson Road. And as they say in the hood. Well, I'll let you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Who's to blame?